And so I do blame them. I blame them for the gun culture as it is today. My conspiracy theorist doesn't believe in the NRA. I think the NRA is the Illuminati. Like it's it's it's, it's um, there's no way one you might as well call them a political party has this much pull. Not They're to a voting get, block. And that's the to, thing. To it's, not it's, give they, an inch. Not a yeah. not, I mean an inch. Like you said, they don't give Nah. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy, fellas. Tell them what's on your minds. I don't know how we want to start this episode off. Um, we're going to attempt to do something we haven't done before, which is, I guess, harp on one subject, one serious subject. We touched on it, what was it, last episode when we talked about Buffalo? Mm-hmm. And... In your home state right now, Ferg, it's happened again, man. So uh, I guess I'll let Rosie go first because I'm not even sure how we want to start this. But uh, we got a lot to say, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't even know. I mean, go, do, Rosie. Do we, do, we have, do we have a lot to say? I, I, I know I figured that's where you were going, Ferg. It's like, what, what more can we say and what more can we do? And I guess that'll be the question, right? So we'll we'll hold off on that. So I will just kind of wrap up the rest of the week and what happened. But let's start with, I know we always kind of end with a moment of silence. So I don't really want to start with a moment of silence for the 20, think about that, 19 children and a teacher, 20 people died from this last mass shooting. So I do want to start with uh, a moment of silence for them. And as we send our hopes and prayers, I'm I'm on this Beto O'Rourke walking in to Governor Abbott's press conference and say, y'all ain't doing nothing because they're not. They're, they're not doing anything. But he went full that, blown. He went full blown red wedding on them. Like he just walked yeah, he in did. and kicked in the door and was like, we about to we about to get this shit started. Yeah. They start cursing at him. It was crazy, man. It was wild. So that I mean, that is is I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Democrats that are kind of standing up. AOC is like cursing folks out on her Twitter feed. Um, a couple other uh, congressmen doing the same. So I'm loving that. But luckily, one of the things I was going to talk about schools out for summer for my kids. And so I want to ask you guys, how did you feel? Like, did you did you feel comfortable sending your kids back to school uh, the next day? That type of thing? Because I, I know, you know, I was I was actually happy that school was out for the summer. Nope. I um I struggled with that last night and this morning. I really did. I mean, I gave both of my kids a huge hug uh, dropping it off. I even when I was dropping TJ's off this morning, I told his t- teacher to be safe. Like it was just that's all I could say. Just be safe. I don't I don't know, dude. I mean, nothing's off limits anymore, man. There's it's just no, I, I don't think I'll ever feel comfortable sending my kids to school because to Byron's point, sometimes it's like when you're caught up in a moment, you're caught up in a moment, you know, it's moments of silence and all this stuff. But this can happen any day. 
this happens all I, I probably every few weeks there's a we get a notice from my my daughter's school that the school's on lockdown because of something in the area and we never know what it is mm-hmm. you know oh and, you know those yellow the yellow reports or whatever yeah and you just and never and they can't give you the information they can't give you the data but you 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 become desensitized <clears throat> desensitized to the impending danger that your kids are in it's just and I don't want to accept that my kids could be in that situation. Um, I part of me wants to be fooled that they're young. I see this more in middle school and high school, right? You know, uh, you, some disturbed teenager goes up and shoots inside high school. Got a couple of years, got to work. Wait on that, you know. But nah, bro, definitely didn't feel good. I'm sorry. I know Byron, you got some stuff to say, or maybe not. Um, I wasn't so it's crazy for us because Jasmine's school the day prior had gotten like a I don't know some type of threat to the school and so the um, superintendent emailed all the parents and said that you know they found it not to be credible but they're going to take precautions and everything like that and Jasmine actually had an orthodontist appointment yesterday so Tabitha had to get her out early I say all that to say that when she went up to the school she saw some of those precautions like they had certain sections uh, roped off and things like that so I still didn't I still wasn't like hmm I don't think we're going to send her to school but you know whenever a school shooting like this happens it's in the back of your mind because we've seen like Ferg said it can happen it's not just in high schools or middle schools, it can happen in elementary schools now, which it just did. So it's just, I, I don't know. I, I tried to talk to her, Jasmine, a little bit uh, the day it happened. I just really just told her, um, you know, take your friends, your classmates seriously when they say they may bring a, a gun to school or they may want to shoot someone. Don't take it as a joke. And I said, if you are worried about telling your teachers, tell us, we'll take it from there. But I just wanted her to know how serious it was. And, you know, to, to, to simply answer Rosie's question, my thought wasn't to keep her at school, but because of that threat and because of then what happened the very next day, it's like, wow, like it's, it's real. And you always have to have it in the back of your mind. Yeah, I, um. I think I've told y'all the story. Ferg, you talked about being desensitized to it all. It took me back to when I was in Iraq. You guys know I did civil affairs. And one of the big things we did was help schools and things like that. And and we had put some trailers into a school and we were there at the ribbon cutting at the ceremony opening. And the kids came out and they were singing you know something in Arabic I don't know what the heck they were singing but um, you know they were they were into it they were loving it they put on kind of like a little play for us and stuff and right in the middle of them singing a bomb went off a block over and so like while we're scrambling trying to basically get out of there like we were like yo it's over we're about to go the kids literally jerked jumped that the bomb went off and kept singing like it was so second nature to them that a bomb would go off during the school day right next to him. I mean, I'm not talking about like you heard it pop down the street type thing. It's like you felt the bomb and you felt the building shake. 
uh, you can feel the reverberation like from the bomb in your body. And the kids literally jumped and kept singing. And so it really took me to that. It's like, are our kids going to get to that point? Are they going to get that desensitized going through these, you know, active shooter drills and stuff like that to be like, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, We'll take it in stride as we go. I hope and I pray that that never happens, that they get that comfortable. But that's that's what we're living in right now. That's the time we're living in in our country is that our kids are like they're in a war zone. Like they have to be worried or at least, you know, get through the day like it could happen at any point. And I'm just so worried that they're going to end up with PTSD growing up, that they're always I I don't want our kids to be the black people of America that, you know, we have to always be on edge where like my kids are already growing up like that. Now they got to worry about gun violence, even in you know, assume safe spaces. Uh, the school was one of the only places that I went to school and I wasn't really worried about, you know, anybody else. I wasn't worried about, you know, get this racist person coming up and, and, and fighting or, or shooting me and stuff like that. Even the, the, the truancy officers at the school, you really didn't, you didn't treat them the same or, or those school officers, you didn't treat them the same as you treated or felt with another officer, you know, riding in the hood or whatever. So school was one of those safe places. And I feel like now kids don't even have that. So I, I'm just, man, I'm just venting right now. I know I'm all over the place and I keep saying I'm going to go, you know, away from it, but it, it keeps drawing me back. Uh, I'll put this, I'll put the, the numbers. Um, and I don't know how accurate these are, you know, numbers can be bent. So from 1982 until 2011 there were there was only one year with more than five mass shootings that's 30 years since 2012 eight meaning only two years where the one was uh in 2020 there was a pandemic nobody was in the streets nobody to shoot and 2014 because Obama got elected and everybody was happy and we're already at three yeah it's becoming the norm it's just it's just we had 10 in 2019 12 in 2018 11 in 2017 this is crazy because I'm you know how what I was thinking is well maybe this has always been happening but because you know when you're young you're you're shielded from things I remember hearing certain things but maybe I didn't hear the big stories maybe I didn't hear right. the we, we heard Columbine and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. those so, right yeah. we, that was it but you didn't hear maybe I was just unaware of everything going on no no it, it wasn't you know part of me is like maybe our parents were right maybe all these doggone video games maybe it's the music maybe and I'm not, I'm not blaming that but it's like there's a difference. Something it's had something. to have, something had to have happened, and I don't I don't know what it is. Um, a, a rise in white supremacy. They came back out of the closet. That's exactly what it was because you 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 said what 90, 90 something through twenty twelve or whatever, right? You have to think eighty two nineteen eighty two to twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah, pre civil rights, it. It wouldn't. They they didn't have to worry about a, 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 a mass shooting because they could just go out joyriding and shoot a, a nigga on the side of the road. No big tri- deal. Yeah, but is it is is it all racism? 
you know, like it's, it's not. No, I don't just, think it's all racism. But what I I do think is that the, the white supremacy is the leading factor in a lot of these shootings. You just got to call it what it is. So we're <clears throat> we're focusing on school shootings because of what just happened. But yeah, on the so, larger scale, yeah, was... mass shootings, man. We always say America is number one. Nobody's touching us on mass shootings. Oh no, and, bro, we we got that locked down. <clears throat> so this time frame from 2009 until yesterday, which uh, you know just happened with the school shooting, we've had 274 mass shootings. That's a 13 year span. Now, like first said, the numbers may uh, differ because the FBI defines a mass shooting as three or more people being killed by a firearm. Some define it as four or more. So different, um, I guess, what, when you look them up, you can get slightly different numbers, but uh, that's 274 mass shootings. That's, we're averaging about 21 per year. And Texas has the most. They have 30 of them in that time frame. With this. I'm pretty sure our governor's proud. And so... When these things happen, you know, I always I look at it as everybody goes to their battle stations. You guys mentioned what Beto O'Rourke did. The liberals go to their battle stations. The Republicans go to their battle stations. And we're already hearing things like, well, we need more guns. Fur through some numbers out at you guys. Listen to these numbers. When you hear we need more guns, America accounts for 4% of the world's population. We own... 42% of the guns in the world. 4% of the population in the world, 42% of the guns, and their response is we need more guns. Well, uh, the reason I mentioned Governor Abbott because he just made a post recently saying California is number one yeah. in gun, on, gun ownership, yep. and he basically told Texans to get off mm-hmm. and, you know, let's, let's be number one. Right. And so... What the hell? So the reason I've taken such a, a, a controversial stance on these shootings in the past with, with virtually saying I don't care is because I'm just so frustrated with a country that's supposed to be leading the world in ideas and, and everything like that. <clears throat> Yet when these things happen, we sit back and say nothing can happen. Not, nothing. There's nothing we can do about it. But you look at like Britain, in 96 they had a shooting and they passed a strict gun law. They haven't had one since. You look at Australia, same thing. So we may not necessarily have to go to that extent, but the fact that we do nothing, we do absolutely we do. nothing. We talk about it. And that's it. We do what we're doing here today. We talk about it. Um, It's, it's frustrating. What's so nerve-wracking about all this is at the end of the day can i agree that we all know nothing's going to change yeah i mean that, that's what that's what's so sad about it it's and it becomes and we know how this is going to play out it's going to be politicized it's already narratives are being spun you know it's the easiest one mental health you know, all this other stuff, rather than just getting down to the nitty gritty, they're going to overshadow it. I guarantee they're going to ramp up the Roe versus Wade uh, conversation to kind of t- distract from this. It's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of distractions. Well, we've seen one um, a prominent conservative talking voice has blamed it on cross-dressing. 
She said, it's a conversation we don't want to talk about, but when grown men want to dress like women, there's an obvious... They shoot up schools? Well, there's an obvious mental issue, and that's what possibly drove him to do it. I completely disagree with her, her stance, but hey, if that's your case, let's do a background check and figure out if there's a mental issue. You're saying there's a mental health issue, but you want to want to screen for mental health issues, which is this that that's that's what blows me is liberals have pulled back on like, you know, dismantling gun laws and just like, hey, we're just asking for the people to get guns. Let's make sure they're not crazy. Can we just can we just make sure that there is a certain level of mental stability? And I mean, and we go through the same. It's the same song and dance. We 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 hear this. We we feel the pain. And then it's the and I hate to say this. The Oh, you start having your doubts and you're like the way this sh- should play out. Like, oh, man, hope this ain't a black person or you, you, you start dissecting all the stuff that happens because something like this is going to. It's never about the act. Right. Yeah. It's about everything surrounding the act. You know, if you know, when, when people heard his name, it was, man, I hope he's not a legal alien because that's going to give the conservatives a talking point about immigration. And they use it anyway. They went there anyway. Once they saw what his last name was. Yeah. You know. you, mm-hmm. you mentioned. But he wasn't an immigrant. Just to let you guys know, yes. he wasn't an immigrant. Yeah. You said the cross-dressing. They, they turned this into a gay rights. And like, there's always something rather than, hey, somebody easily got guns and shot up a school full of kids, babies. And I want to clarify that 274 <clears throat> in that 13-year period. I may have misspoke. That's not just mass shootings. That's school mass shootings, by the way. Total mass mm-hmm. shootings, we're already at 198 for this year. That made 198 for this year. Last year, we had 693. So America loves its guns. And it's not video games. It's not music. It's not any of that stuff. It's just that we have such an easy access to guns. And I know you guys saw the Steve Kerr press conference where he went off and he mentioned H.R. 8. For those of you that don't know, H.R. 8 passed by the House last year. It simply closes the loophole because right now you have to have a federal background check before you purchase a firearm. But if you buy, if if Ferg sells his to Rising or if you buy one at a gun show, you don't have to go through that. And they're trying to close that loophole. And they are, they are big in Houston. I mean, in Texas, here too. We, they are big. We have them here almost I mean, every month. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we had one here weekly in some part of Houston, which in the, or the surrounding areas. But I don't know, man. It's disappointing. It's disheartening. As a parent, it makes me feel helpless. Because what do you do? I mean, when I heard it, I was actually at the gym. And I couldn't focus. Like I, I, I had to turn my, my my I had to silence my uh, my notifications because every time it was I was just getting updates and I couldn't focus on my workout. And in my mind, I'm like, what do you do? Do you not send your kids to school? Do you homeschool your kids? Do you stop Z from working and see if you can like all these things played out of my head? It's like, man, can I 
Do I teach my do I need to teach my kids survival skills? Do I need to teach them? I don't care what the school is saying. You know, do I need to get them a phone so they can call me when things like this are going on? I mean, for a second, I'm like, do I get my kids a gun? Like, it's, 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 it's like, what do I do <laughs> I the same thing. to protect yeah. my doggone kids from these things? So, Rosie mentioned white supremacy. Do you guys blame the NRA at all? Yes. And and maybe not for this particular shooting, but just the amount of guns that are out there. No. Yeah, I, I, think- I, I blame them because they won't give an inch. They, they are not for the public interest and that is why I blame them it's not necessarily they're saying hey we need we, we want to maintain gun rights and we want people to be able to go buy guns and things like that but when we talk about they're fighting against this universal background check like that that's not something that you know it's like oh no nobody can get guns or stuff I mean there's a very small sliver of people that are going to show up on that back or hit that background check and and not be able to get guns right and and so it's just them just saying nope because I, I guess they're thinking slippery slope or whatever they don't want to go down that route of giving an inch and so I do blame them I blame them for the gun culture as it is today my conspiracy theorist doesn't believe in the NRA the NRA is the Illuminati. Like it's it's it's, it's um, there's no way one you might as well call them a political party has this much pull. Not They're to a voting get, block, and that's the to, thing. To is, not they, give an inch, not a yeah. not, I mean an inch. Like you said, they don't give. Nah. Well, you know, you know, nineteen kids died yesterday. Night yesterday. Nah, like they don't come. They don't have to make a. They don't make a statement. They don't have to do anything. And then when they do make a statement, it's so like, did they just say that? Like they, they, the Illuminati is a scapegoat. I don't believe in the. I mean, the the NRA is a scapegoat. I don't believe in. I don't even think there's. I don't even think that exists. You know, like it's almost it's 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 so crazy. Like you might sign up for the NRA and it's like these niggas don't even know this shit real. Like there's no such thing. It's because. There is no way they have that much power. They don't bring. I mean, it's it's crazy because I want to throw a name out there for the listeners to look up and you guys as well. Because the NRA, when it was first created, their <clears throat> their whole reason for their creation was we had so many soldiers that didn't know how to handle a rifle back in the eighteen hundreds. They were created to teach people how to safely handle firearms. They were all about safety and marksmanship. That was it. And they were like that for a long time. And I've seen documentaries like Bowling for Columbine. I like Michael Moore, but I know he linked them to the Klan. And I know people like to link them to a lot of racist entities, but they really denounced a, a lot of that white supremacist stuff. They really just stayed in their lane. It wasn't until... 1977. Black Panthers? No, not even that. And that that gets passed around a lot on social media too. But they actually spoke out against, I know people say once the Black Panthers had guns, then the the NRA was for gun control. They actually spoke out on gun gun control like three weeks before the Panthers did that. But I'm sure, I mean, let's face it, controlled by a bunch of white people, I'm sure they, the urgency was raised when the Black Panthers showed up and they yeah, pushed Reagan yeah. to uh, sign that bill. But it wasn't until 1977 
when uh, a man by the name of Harlan B. Carter. Harlan B. Carter is an interesting individual, folks. This dude killed his first Mexican at 17 years old. He served two years, got out on the technicality, became a member of the Border Patrol, rose all the way up to become like the chief of it. And then he became like the top guy for the NRA. He was very radical. He wanted the NRA to become what it's become now. He had what they call a Cincinnati revolt where they literally showed up at the NRA convention and took that bit over. Like literally told the president, yo, you need to step down. It's a new world order. They took it over and the NRA, as we know it today, endorsed their first candidate, President Reagan, like two years later after that. Look that dude up, though, because, I mean, he pushed for legislation called like Operation Wetback. Like he's a wild dude. That's how the NRA became what it is today. It wasn't even about what it's about now. That would make a dope documentary. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, and, and, you know why? And, and you're right, Fur. You know why? Because they look at everything the NRA stands for now. Stand your ground. Uh, protect your family. When he killed that Mexican when he was 17 years old, he came home from school. His mom was upset. Someone had stole their car a couple of weeks ago. She thought it was the Mexicans that were loitering in front of her house. So she's upset. His dad is at work. So he says, you know what? I'm going to take care of this. He grabs the rifle. He's protecting his family. He's standing his ground. He's killing minorities. You sure this didn't happen in like Brunswick, Georgia? A few years ago, <laughs> and the dude was running down the street. This jogging. is different, right? Yeah, this is different. Yeah, this is, you sure. But history, we know what history does, right? Repeats itself. But mm-hmm. man, um, I don't know, man. I just I, I'm 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 frustrated. I don't know what change looks like. I don't know if there's ever there ever will be change. I, I don't know because we're we're talking about schools. I mean, let's not let's not. So, so let me throw another. Let's not miss out that the fact that you can't even safely go grocery shopping anymore well, and be black. Well, let me throw another. You know, throw another, throw, another, throw another argument out there for you, Ferg. Okay. This dude used a gun to kill some kids. He could have easily used a baseball bat or a golf club. You're going to ban those if people start using that to kill uh, people for rising? Yep. Nobody nobody likes baseball anyway. Yeah, you can run from you can you can run from Yeah. It's it's very hard to kill 20 people with a baseball yeah. bat. Exactly. Could you yeah. kill could you shoot and injure 500 plus people from a Las Vegas hotel? At a concert. With a baseball bat? Yeah, with a baseball bat. Like, uh, I, I wish the media would ask that when these politicians say that. Regurgitate the same argument over and over. If people kill with a baseball bat, would you outlaw that? And I'm, you know, like, you know what? Let's do that. Let's take it away from the kids because they're kids. Let's reenact you going into a grocery store with X amount of adults in there. And how many people were killed in Buffalo? Ten. Ten. If you can kill ten people with a baseball bat, your argument stands. The same reason, you know, uh, they took a box cutter and hijacked a plane in 2001. Can't take box cutters on a plane anymore. How is with open boxes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't figured that out yet. But... But we all know now, like it, it, we've all said, I wish somebody would try to take over my plane with 
if the three of us on a plane together and somebody comes with a box cutter and says we're, we're no you know like it's <laughs> they might get one or two of us and they gotta be damn good with that box cutter they can't be only just geek off the street you know what I mean they gotta be handy <laughs> with the steel <laughs> you know like it's I don't know man it's just it's common sense but you know what I don't want to take this whole show over because uh, it's it's so much to talk about it's so much what else y'all what else going on with y'all fellas man and I don't, I'm not trying to make not, not trying to make light of 9-11 I'm not trying to take away that you know there weren't people on the plane that were you know because in today's world you gotta you gotta say that it's just we just adapt you know it's just I don't know yeah and uh, and, uh, you know to help you clear it up even more those people on that plane they didn't know they were gonna crash into a building yeah they thought they were gonna safely land somewhere but yeah 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 I get it we can we can take a break from this because I do want to talk possible solutions to this stuff um but just to subject switch real quick, I have done people a disservice. I recommended We Own This City, which is a great show, by the way, on HBO Max. I can't talk about it enough. But before you watch We Own This City, <clears throat> you need to watch The Slow Burn, which is the documentary that We Own This City is based on. Just trust me on it because it helps you know who the characters are and what they're doing in that show um, and, and a lot of this stuff because it's based on the gun trace task force and we're not talking about police corruption that happened 10, 20 years ago not to give away too much man this team was so ruthless they knew they were under FBI investigation and it still was going hard in the paint as recent as 2017 this happened like after the Freddie Gray riots after Baltimore Police Department was under a microscope, they still was going at it. And I'm not talking about roughing up just drug dealers and stuff. They literally were like targeting innocent people. Anybody they thought had money, they would pull them over and like literally just bump into them and say, oh, that's police assault, and start wailing on them, get their address, go into their home and look for cash, look for jewelry, anything like that. They were a real live gang. And the slow burn is about one of the officers that was part of the team. He eventually went to homicide. He got killed mysteriously the day before he was going to testify against them. Now, Baltimore police, they initially ruled it a homicide. Then they ruled it a suicide. And the last point on this, the reason why it's crazy that they ruled it a suicide, he was shot on the left side of his head. His radio was in his left hand which means he only had one free hand. So unless you think he reached around, reached around, reached around, reached around, reached around <laughs> to the left side of his head with his right hand, he probably got shot by somebody. The theory is by another police officer, but... It could happen. Yeah, you, you, you're right, you're right. So, but yes, please, I know I recommended we own the city, but watch the slow burn for, first and then watch we own this city. And where can we find these shows? HBO Max. Riza, any spoilers you want to do for us this week? As long as it's not This Is Us. Uh, Chippendale. Chippendale. Yes. That's a good movie. Not, not Chippendales. Not the, Chip and Dale. Not the strippers. Rusky Rangers. Not the strippers, ladies. Not the strippers. So, oh, and the joke that they gave about that was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> At the opening of it. So, <laughs> Z didn't know who they were, the Rescue Rangers. 
That's so sad, bro. <laughs> my kids knew what re- the Rescue Rangers because they're on Disney Plus. So yeah. my kids have watched yeah. it. So uh, they really, really liked it. So no, no spoilers, but it is. It's a really good take. I, I liken it to an updated um who frame roger rabbit yeah, it, it's, it's really like updated. a, a gumshoe yeah. yeah very updated who frame like a lot of pop culture references references they're breaking the fourth wall a little bit talking about stuff that's happening uh outside of like the tune world so it's it's a pretty dope sh- um little movie you know, man you, so i would recommend you know it. the issue tablet had with it it's not a spoiler what? trust me but uh what's the girl name that's with them the squirrel what's her name i forgot her name she was like, how is Gadget a squirrel and her husband is a fly? Like, how does that, <laughs> how, how does that happen? I'm saying, <laughs> she, she just... couldn't get off of that, dog. Was... <laughs> Love conquers all, <laughs> And the kids, the kids, though. <laughs> she was like, but his whole body defended her. I don't want to like it. <laughs> 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 hey, hey! You packing? There, 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 there are women. There are women out there that understand fly penis and and how it, you know you just don't feel it, but it's several times. So you know yeah. all the fly penises out there. I mean, hey, wow. you guys, sorry about fly that, guys. Penis, wow! <laughs> no, no, wow. Um, I don't even know how to follow that up. Oh, oh, I did want to talk so. That was my spoiler, but um, I guess we can kind of turn it into a question. The whole uh, Walmart Great Value Juneteenth celebration ice cream, and and the I, not just that, but the commercialization of Juneteenth. That's really what I want to talk about. I mean, you know, we we had this conversation when they made it a national holiday. Uh, what was going to happen, and we kind of anticipated this, right? That it was going to get commercialized, and you're starting to see it. Um, I saw. Dollar General, they had some Juneteenth napkins, and it was like it's the freedom for me. And I was like, "Wow, really?" And and so they they've commercialized Juneteenth like they do every other holiday, I, I assume. Uh, Byron, you said it best, right? You were like, "Yeah, Ameri- this is America. We don't we don't do holidays uh, well anyway." So exactly. I just wanted kind of <laughs> your thoughts on that, and just kind of discuss um, them. They pulled it off. Walmart did pull off the, pull the. Um, the the ice cream so that won't hit the shelves anymore they issued an apology but what do you guys think is the thought processes from these corporate corporations on what they're doing for june juneteenth how they're commercialize it like what is that i know it was expected but you you think that it's gonna be like that's the norm going forward and we just need to get over it and get used to it or do we continue to fight back and make them pull this crap off the shelves um i actually didn't have a problem with it and i wasn't I wasn't annoyed or bothered by it. I mean, I don't eat great value anything, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten that. I wouldn't have purchased it. I did see what somebody uh, posted a black-owned ice cream. So cream delicious, yeah, cream delicious. So, yeah, shout out I to them. I would just encourage people to purchase that. But it's like I say, you know. On one hand, I hear people complaining how we're not recognized enough and things like that, and. Nobody recognizes Juneteenth. Every year I see people criticizing black people for celebrating St. Patrick's Day and all that stuff. Now, as we mentioned last year, now it's an official holiday with holidays. How long have you been in this country with holidays? 
become commercialization. It's just that simple. Uh, so I'm, I, I don't know if the Mexicans were upset when, when we took over Cinco de Mayo and only treated it as margaritas and taco day. But, you know, I don't I don't hear a lot from them. Maybe they do complain. and I'm just not in their circles, but I wasn't bothered by it. It just was something I saw. It was like, oh, I, I'm not buying that. I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't encourage anyone to buy it. But I also wasn't up in arms to where I would demand that it get taken off the shelf, not on the anniversary of George Floyd's death and, you know, just so many other bigger issues going on. I don't give a f- about some trash ice cream. Nigga, we made it. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess that's the best way to look at it. And I'm not agreeing with it. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny and sad that in 2022, companies still don't have a diversification or diversity group to kind of say, mm, maybe not that, you know, but like Byron said, every holiday, especially if, it, if it's kind of, if it's kind of put towards a, uh, a, a a certain group gets commercialized, stereotyped, and all that stuff. Um, it's just the American way. We Americanize everything. And I'm actually surprised they took it down, maybe because it's so new and we weren't around. I don't know if we were around when Cinco de Mayo came out uh, or became popular. And maybe, you know, Mexicans were boycotting Walmart, you know, whenever that happened. I don't, I don't know. Uh, or St. Patrick's Day. I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure St. Patrick's Day has nothing new about them pouring green dye in the rivers or whatever the case may be. It's just the American way to Americanize it. And now that there is an official, you know, a lot of companies are giving people the day off. They're going to find a way to make money for it. Dude, um, Memorial Day, we have car sales and people grill slabs of rib and drink beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh <sighs> I wasn't going to buy it. I I just think they just don't know how to do it yet. They they missed the they missed the train for MLK Day. You know, so here's their one chance to get a black holiday, right? And it's in the summer and you can get barbecue, get the day. So, it's a good it's a it's a good opportunity and for uh companies to make money. I hate to tell black people this and be the bearer of bad news. Juneteenth ain't for us. They didn't make the great value ice cream for you. They didn't make the freedom plates for you. Y'all ain't gonna buy them anyway. We ain't gonna buy that. Mexicans are not going. I don't think they're going out buying tacos and sombreros and all that stuff for Cinco de Mayo. They didn't make it for them. So when they find a way to not piss too many black people off, they're going to find a way to further market this and turn it into a cash cow. 15 years from now, our kids aren't going to even know that, you know, watermelon ice cream or whatever they decide to do is going to be a thing. I I remember barbecue growing up in Texas. It was barbecue, red pop and watermelon. Like that's kind of that was kind of the things going around in um. 
Texas, unfortunately. It's the outrage uh, mostly that it's being commercialized or that it wasn't a black owned product. I I think it's a little I think we're just trying to find something to hold. I, yeah, I don't even know if it's the commercialization as much it's as stereotype. it was the failed failed attempt and the stereotypes that they put with it. The marketing was very bad of it. The design was very very like, bad. Like high fiving for freedom, right, I guess. Is that what it was? Right. Like they literally high fived on what a, it was. They high fived on the cardin to celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah, with a four, with four finger emoji, like not even like full hands, it's not like, anything. It was so bad. Uh, like, and so like, Ferg, when you talked about the whole companies not having diversity councils and like, you know, re- diversity reviews, especially if you're going to bring out something for the African-American community. Uh, but what I've seen a lot is the people that make it into those diversity councils and you know the upper echelons of these corporate um you know these corporations a lot of times they're kind of whitewashed uh, you know you can't be too black you can't be too hood you can't be as down for the culture uh and make it in a lot of these organizations uh and that that unfortunately that's it you have to you have to fit in we talk about code switching all the time and i think what happens is a lot of people they start by code switching and then they slowly lose themselves to where now that's their natural code and they have to code switch back to you know the the the, the hood right or or the the black people and it's almost to a point where it's like i'll just let them have the four finger high five like they, okay. that, if you saw where they started, you know where they, oh, where no. they started watermelon ice cream. Where they started, you saw the watermelon ice cream and the chicken flavored, you know, gum. You you would have been like it's high five ice cream. You can't get mad at ice cream. Speaking of chicken, I was more outraged at that KFC commercial about 10, 10 15 years ago when they had uh, Jerry Rice. On, not just Jerry Rice. They had brothers on there dancing. And eat chicken because <laughs> it's like the well, happiest. You know, I don't day. like the, I don't like the Popeyes lady. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's but, right. But, but, I, but, I don't like know. the Popeyes lady. Let me ask y'all this: they let they have agreed to allow Ferg and Rizzy in the boardroom of great value, and they say we want to celebrate Juneteenth. This is the idea we have. How are you correcting them, and what is your suggestion suggestion to what they should do? Hmm. I'm fine. Like, like you said, I'm fine with them bringing out an ice cream to celebrate Juneteenth. I think what has to happen is the branding around it has to actually speak to the culture. Um, it's not some like corporatized blurb that just talks about freedom in general type thing. It needs to like Ben and Jerry's does a really good job of that. Like tell the story on their packaging, right? Uh, it's not pandering. It really is like, we're, we're trying to do something to celebrate Juneteenth uh, and, and red velvet cake and cheesecake combination is actually a very good combination that, you know, black people like it. Red velvet cake is a staple in in the black community. So Stereotype I'm, I'm like okay watermelon with that. Like chicken. It, it's I, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. But you know, I, I think it's it's that making sure that the branding is on point. I, I don't I don't have a problem with them saying, hey, we're gonna do Juneteenth napkins and plates and placeholders and stuff like that, because we know people are celebrating and so we wanna get into that, right? I'm totally okay with that. It's the it's the part where they, when they put on the it's the freedom for me part. That speak that takes away from 
you know the, the what Juneteenth's about and everything like that. So it really is just kind of now, looking at it individually and say, so it's not the commercialization, it's the branding piece that we got to make sure that's right. It's the freedom for me was whack. That was yeah. So that's whack. that's that's I agree with you, Rosie. Like you're not gonna appease everybody, but it's it's the wording, it's the attempt. Like well, you know, black people like freedom. They've been talking about this for a long time. So let's do a plate that says something about freedom. Mm, no. What is what does Juneteenth mean to you guys? What does it mean? What would you want to see? And if you're gonna do it, tell the story. There's a couple ways. Tell the story. That's free. Um, get a black-owned company to design your flavors or whatever the case may be. Um, perhaps find a organization or something that helps the black community and parts of the proceeds to this go there but I don't know if you guys watch Atlanta Um, there was a recent episode where there was a clothing designer and he had a he had a line come out it was so hilarious basically he had a raccoon on it and the, the name of it was it was a Central Park uh, what is it? Central Park Five? Mm-hmm. Central mm-hmm. Park Five clothing design. The five was because it was he wanted something that was really American uh, to celebrate America, so he chose Central Park. It was their five year anniversary of the clothing line, so he chose the number five on it, and he wanted to have a a cool animal print, animal type print thing. that you could probably find in Central Park type thing, yada, yada, yada. So he put a raccoon on it. So he came up with these basketball jerseys and stuff that was like (laughs) Central Park 5 with a coon on it. So and of course there was backlash, right? You think? So the the, the, he hires or he 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 asks Paperboy uh, you know, I guess the the side central character outside of um, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's character to be on his committee, the diversification committee. Basically, he wanted him to stand up for the companies like we we like black people. Of course, they had a press conference and he had all these other activists in the black community stand up for him. And he had this whole panel who there was almost a part where there was one dude who was like, oh, is this your first first, first time um, apologizing for white people? Because it was almost a job where it was this is what we do. We have they make a mistake. They 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 go out there. They get black people to speak on them. Like, hey, Byron doesn't hate white people. Byron doesn't hate black people. Byron loves everybody. Byron doesn't see color. And um, it was they were trying to come up with all these ideas of how to show that the the company supported the black supported the black community. And even when they decided to give money back, it was. They decided to donate to a certain charity of one of the, of course, one of the people on the committee committee. And it was all a money grab for everybody. If there's a way for these large corporations to truly be profitable, politically correct, and do exactly what's right for the black community, because they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose some of their base. Like that's mm-hmm. just not how it works. So basically get in where you fit in, get your money. Do what you need to do with your money to do what you want to do for your community because they're not going to do it. So play the game, get what you get, and let them go do their thing. Uh, if I'm in that uh, boy room for great value, I think I would tell them let's let's not 
celebrate Juneteenth with an ice cream flavor. Um, if you're that interested in celebrating Juneteenth and freedom and all that stuff, we know this country was built off of our free labor and all of that stuff. It's how we became the richest country in the world. Um, and so we have always been behind in everything because white people got such a huge head start. You know, give out some uh, some scholarships to... to uh, that don't make me money. To African... Well, mm-hmm. well, then don't worry about celebrating Juneteenth because the essence of celebrating Juneteenth is promoting and helping black people get on a level playing field in this country. And if all you're worried about is monetizing off a federal holiday, I would say just don't do it. Now, they would probably be against that, but I'm just saying if they ask me, just don't do it. We'll take your ideas into consideration, Byron. Okay. Thank you for sharing your opinion. And for them blowing me (laughs) off like that, they're going to get what they got, which is the backlash. And now they had to take it up. They made all this ice cream that they got to take off the shelves. I hope I hope this podcast is around ten years from now. I'm like, dog, you remember when we were arguing about the Juneteenth ice cream, and now <laughs> it's everywhere. Yes. You know, it's it's not. I, I just introduce you look Bud Light Juneteenth edition <laughs> every, every year. It's gonna be something different. It's just gonna get worse yeah, and worse. Bud like Bud Bud's gonna have a can for Juneteenth. You know Hennessy yeah, gonna yeah, get in that. Two, you, two years. You know Hennessy getting in that thing. <laughs> So you're thinking of quote unquote black brands. It's going to be Coca-Cola is going to get in on this. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean it, every, it, everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah. Why, it's, it's, it's part of the American tradition now. Mm-hmm. Do you they'll, they'll, you'll have you'll have the black or the, the pan-African flag um, bottles come out right before the, the flag. You know, U.S. American was for, for the 4th of July. Now they just got one extra run that they can do. I don't know if they'll put a pan-African flag because then, you know, some of their their biggest supporters probably won't buy it. But, I don't, you know, they'll find some way. I didn't they'll know. Find, they'll, put, they'll put a straight black one. They'll be like, yeah, this is a, a straight black can and, you know, put slap Budweiser on it, Bud Light, Coca-Cola, Sprite. Everybody have a blacked out can, which actually might be dope as I don't know what. I'm going to trademark that. I'm like, hey, hey. I don't, y'all, remember I don't. Bud, y'all remember Budweiser Selects? They had that all black yeah. with the gold with the crown on it. Yeah, 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 that was dope. But I don't know if it's um, they're just gonna capitalize. This is their chance. They missed out on this. Is the most marketable black holiday they've had. You can't market MLK Day. You know, you can't market Kwanzaa that hasn't caught on. This this is their chance. It's yeah. fresh, and we're in a world where consumers buy anything. It's it's gonna happen. You might as well just take it and um, accept it that Juneteenth marketing is here to stay. Walmart was big enough and bold enough to put the put their feet in the water, and they're they're gonna come back with something next year. They can afford to do that too, cause yeah, what else you niggas gonna shop? I'm waiting for Old Navy or somebody to make some uh, gear that's gonna be inappropriate. That's gonna happen next year. I don't know about Old Navy. Oh, maybe just—I mean, somebody's gonna make it. Yeah. Somebody's gonna make. But, ma- but well, it's, and my thing is, what they'll do is more than likely they'll get a black designer to, to design it. But like you said, corporate is gonna put their hands in it and stuff and tweak it a little bit, and so it's gonna come off weird. But then they'll be like, "But a black designer designed it," and so that's the issue that you run into as well. Someone did say if Gucci had came out with something Juneteenth, y'all would have bought it. So y'all would have. Mm-hmm. 
By y'all, we mean you, buff. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Cheap. I got I to see how how fly it is. <laughs> oh, you only get to wear one day a year. <laughs> how you wearing your Juneteenth shoes on uh for Labor Day? Oh, I'm ready for the Nikes. Nikes got to drop a Juneteenth. Well, Nike they, will drop a Juneteenth. You think? Yeah. Well, they got Kaepernick on their team, so maybe they could do it right. That that's true. He could design it, or they get a designer, and it it, it brings it because they have those ones, the uh, the familiars or something that have the Kente on yeah. them, the the Amrax nineties. But they have oh, they yeah. have that multi. That's multicultural too. But what does Kaepernick have anything to do with Juneteenth? What does a Pan African flag have anything to do with Juneteenth? None of that has anything to do with Juneteenth. It's they don't even care. It's just something that's. Actually, the less black it is, the probably the better, because if you can if you can make it more African, it's less pro black. We're the only ones that should get uh, an off day from work too. By the way, for Juneteenth, <laughs> some reparations going along with it. If if you are descended from slavery, then you can you get the day off. You got to prove it. Hey, before we go. I want to talk solutions, though. Do we have any solutions for... Because I, I don't think you can... Other than, like, banning guns, you're not going to stop mass shootings in public places. But schools, any suggestions on how we can make a dent? Because we've heard arming the teachers. We've heard, I guess, arm, <clears throat> armed security, uh, bulletproof backpacks, um, metal detectors, which they have in some public schools now. So, what can be done? Not a lot, actually. That's the that's the unfortunate part about it because it's, you can be reactive, like police, right? And like you say, oh, we're gonna put backpacks, we're gonna put in protections, we're gonna put in the metal detectors, we're gonna seal all doors except for the front type thing. Um, hell, you can put a panic button in so it it locks off, you know, everything and and all that. You can spend all that money on it to prepare. Uh, but nobody's going to do that. We know that's cost prohibitive. It's not going to happen. Uh, and truthfully, even the background checks and, and gun legislation that's out there right now may not have stopped this. It may have delayed it a little while or something like that. But, you know, a lot of these shooters got their, their guns from their parents, right? So it, it, it had nothing to do. Background checks wasn't going to stop it because the parent probably would have, um, you know, passed the background check, had it in the house type thing. I think the big thing that maybe would stop some of it is holding the parents responsible if the child does it. Yeah. Uh, and so if, if I know that I'm going to go to jail, if you use my gun to go shoot up a school, I'm going to teach you about it and I'm going to lock my guns up uh, so that you can't get to them so that I know when they when you're going into it and get the guns. Uh, so that may be something that may be able to but, help. I, and I agree. That's It sounds so simple. But these are the same people that aren't going to change anything. If you have a gun in the house, you're going to teach your kids about the gun and you're going to lock your guns up. Nothing different, right? It's 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 are you only going to not allow your kid to shoot up a school because now you might get in trouble? Mm-hmm. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, sometimes it helps. I, 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 
Yeah, I mean, because the thing is that that's a lot of what gun legislation did for the UK and stuff. A lot of their their they don't they restrict do? you where you can't have a gun. Um, they they do restrict some types of guns, but most of them they have like a lot of those families have hunting rifles and things like that in in the house as well. Uh, and so, but again, they have. They do annual inspections where they have to come in and see where you keep the gun, see that you have a lock on it, see that you're protecting it. Like, so if you do have a gun, they track it, that you have that gun in the house. They know by serial number. It's like a car registration. You have to register that gun and they come in and check that gun and check where you have that gun every year. I think it's like in Dunblane and and Britain, they pretty much ban all handguns. So you can own like a Mm -hmm. rifle and stuff, but most handguns you can't own. I'll say this. Um, because I think it would be too much money to, because I, I know this school and like the school in Parkland had like one armed guy and that's not enough. And we see them get criticized for not taking action enough and who knows how much training they go through and, and things like that. And plus you need a team when you have an active shooter like that because there's so many unknowns. So you would need like a team of armed security at these schools, which I don't think the government is ever going to pay for. So I think a quick solution is possibly ballistic um, magnetic doors for each classroom to where if there's an active shooter, there's a button you can hit that's going to lock every classroom door and their ballistic, give law enforcement time enough to get there and hopefully take out the shooter. There is no foolproof uh, way to do it, but I think that would help out a lot uh, if you can lock those doors because he only made it to one classroom and killed all those kids so if he wasn't able to get in then I like that that's probably one of the best solutions I've heard ballistic doors or just more secure the classroom more but once he was in that classroom like is there anything we could have done in this situation with that would those doors have helped Let's see, and and you know what the doors are. So you probably need to have two. You need to have a master control in that front office somewhere. But just I think he got past this front office. So in case the shooter's able to get past the front office, there needs to be I guess like a button in each classroom that teachers yeah. can can activate as well. I, and one other thing with that, I I think maybe having a double lock um, or, or entryway to all schools so you know they lock most schools yeah. and, and you usually only have you can only come through the front door and most right. times the front door is locked too and the, they, they have to they buzz, have to buzz you in, in yep. from and so I, I would say double I, that right and and have a buzz in and then have a second buzz in so that that's how my you know, daughter's school is how, how did he get in the front how did he get in the school he shot past I, I don't know don't, don't give me the line because so, that's the thing like if you, my daughter's school doors are glass right mm-hmm. unless you have ballistic glass door that that maybe maybe it starts there yeah you know because yeah. my thing is if you have a glass door but you got ballistic doors in the classroom but I mean that, but at that point you have to put ballistics on like all the windows too because oh I know I can't get through the front door I just go through the door the window you know, I shoot the the front window that um and, and go through there so there, there's also that yeah. but 
you know, again, that's oh, he shot through a window or he broke a window. At oh. this point, we know yeah, that's it. that somebody's here and we can hit the button or that, we can alert everybody out. So maybe there's that. But I, I think having that double, you, just like you go into prisons or anywhere like that, you walk through one and you can't open the second one until the first one's closed. And so now I see you, I get to look at you up and down. I know what you got. You know, if you got on a long trench coat and it's, it's June, mm-hmm. at that point, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? What you got under there type so, thing? And then you come through. So have a security checkpoint right there at the beginning of the school. So that or if you can't have all those security checkpoints, you have that master control. Like you said, if he has to shoot through that door, that's step one. It gives everybody a chance yeah. to it's but then also if it just it's almost like a gla- glass break. You know, in my house, we have you have alarm. We have a glass break. If you break that glass, it the alarm is triggered. You break a glass. All ballistics, all ballistic doors automatically locked. And it could definitely could probably help save some lives, man. Yeah, that, that's probably the best the idea I've heard because that that's the question. How did he get in school? You know, um, and, but then all schools. So my daughter's school, it's it's a lot of schools now. They they prescribe to open concept, open con- like there's not a door on her room. They have a, they have a room they go into like a, almost like a panic room, but that means you have to herd this kids together and go in the room. And and a lot of times during letting and I think this happened like at, as kids were going in and or very early in the morning. A lot of times that front door is open for everybody. I know I've walked in and out of my you know Sophie left her laptop or whatever, and I had to run back home and grab it. Right, I walk in, I just walk in to uh, take that laptop in. So. You know, there's also that if you go, you go at the right time, a lot of times those schools, those front doors are wide open. Mm, I don't know. I think ours, like our kids, like our, our drop, the teachers have to let the kids in. Like every teacher has a key card and they, you can't you can't get in. That's why daycare, everything. Um, they buzz yeah. everybody in. Uh, I don't know. But I think that'll help. I, what time of day was it? It was a, it was the afternoon, right? Yeah. No, it was like first in the morning. Wasn't no, it? it was a little because um, one of the kids that were killed that was killed his mom came there earlier for like a award ceremony and then she left that was the last time she saw him so it had to be like past midday midday or yeah. okay yeah so anybody listening to this ballistics ballistic doors ballistic windows but it's so sad and if they let's say they rolled it out it, it would take forever and in dollars and tax dollars and we have schools that can't get books right and Rosie once had the genius idea of talking to your kids about guns just so they can know how dangerous they are. And 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 because I think with we tend to like say you may not even want your kids to know you got a gun in the house, but, you know, let them know it's not a toy. I think we need to start talking to our kids about, like I said, at the top of the show, any of your friends or classmates jokingly or say they're going to shoot up the school. Tell somebody. Tell somebody, because. It's happened too many times to where we got to take it all seriously. Yeah. And and if you see somebody who, because po- he posted on Facebook that he was going to an elementary school to shoot it up. Uh, and so if you see one, if you see a post like that, you need to be calling 911 like instantly. I, that's what, that's always gets me. Like when they research it, it's on their Facebook page. It seems like there's always so many signs. Yeah. It's, do we need a, do we need a narc hotline where you, if you, if you report somebody anonymously, can you just click on Facebook and, you know, Facebook should make a, or Instagram, all social media, one anonymous thing and it alerts the, 
the feds, you know? It, it could be like a, a report this and it reports to the police or like forward this to the police. And if you know, if something's found, you get a reward. I don't, I don't know. They, like you stopped, you stopped a fucking major crime, potential crime. What they, is they scan everything else? All right, I was gonna say they certainly listen to my conversations and I, I see ads for thing I was things I was talking about on my on my feed. Uh, but maybe they did Siri and Alexa need to get put on the guy uh, on the clock. But one thing we know for sure, we ain't getting rid of guns no time soon. So we got to find solutions around that. Maybe the NRA should fund it. Keep your guns fund schools. Yeah, that's a good one. It was almost like, um, and I'm gonna leave with this. I used to work for Big Tobacco, and there's what they call an excise tax. So they charge Marlboro, Newport, all these uh, R.J. Reynolds, all these major corporations that sell tobacco products. There is a tax that comes with that. Um, that goes to campaigns and stuff against stopping people from smoking. Ta- tax gun ownership. Hey, you have a gun. You have 17 guns. You have 23 guns. You got to register them every year. and You got to pay that $23 uh, ad valorem tax or whatever it is every year to have that gun. So I am, I'm not stopping you from having guns, but you are going to pay and you use all those taxes and everything that they pay, registration fees and all that to do stuff like this. I got to secure the schools. I got to do all this stuff because you don't want to give them up. You got to help us pay to secure everybody else. Yeah. I mean, it is the more guns, the more taxes. It's if you as a. If. If that, that, that might even stop the. The transfer of weapons with within like the gun shows and parents and all people gifting and all that stuff well I know you sold buy on your gun but it's registered to you so um run me my money run me up my money and, and, and there's exchange and I noticed that handgun serial number one two three four five six does not is not in Byron's name anymore then it automatically triggers a background check unless Byron just wants to be nice he sold me his gun for five hundred dollars but every year he's about to pay $23 because he didn't want to transfer it over in my name. And, and you know, that's fine. And it's, but it's going to it's going to get into a lot of stuff because it's not just guns, because at these gun shows, they'll sell you a lower receiver and you get to build a build a gun. It's going to have to be, you know, I didn't sell him a gun. I sold my lower receiver. Mm, that's a gun text. Mm-hmm. You, yep. can, you get that lower receiver. You can build a gun off of uh, Amazon. That's a good loophole. You just called. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's whatever whatever has the serial number on it, right? That's yep. the serialized part that makes it a gun. Yep. That's the part that you're gonna get taxed on. I don't care about all that other stuff. You can put all that stuff on there, but this part right here that makes it a gun, like you said, the lower receiver that's gonna have everything else that I can build around, that's the part that's gonna get taxed. Oh man, there's no we're not taxing guns. We're ta- we're taxing receivers. <laughs> We're, we're ta- I don't care where the gun goes. I, we're following that that serial number. Every every serial number has a tax with it. Just that easy. It'll get a lot of like. And then you know now that we have a, a a national registry with that database that every police officer should be able to run just like they can run your vehicle registration. They should be able to run your um gun registration and say this isn't you. Why do you have this gun? 
You going to jail, player? All right. Well, there's so many things we can talk about, but th- that shit ain't gonna happen because it's politics. So let's go ahead and ra- let's go ahead and wrap it up, then, fellas. Um, we've been talking a lot about guns, obviously, and the NRA. I just want to leave on this note. When you hear people say we need more guns, like Lester Freeman said on the wire, follow the money. 67% of NRA members are for background checks. Yet the NRA is against it, which is why, which is probably why their membership has dropped. So they're not even getting most of their money from members. They're getting most of their money from gun manufacturers. And they use that money to donate to particular politicians that will champion their agenda. It's about the money. It's not so much about Second Amendment rights and all that stuff. It's about keeping them in business and keeping the politicians that want them in business in power. That's all it's about. Their membership, they have financial problems. Like, um, between New York investigating them for tax evasion to their membership dwindling, they have they have money <clears throat> they have money problems because members are like yo they don't even represent me, so it's not they, they're not even representing their own group of people. They have their own agenda. Members be d- when you hear people say more guns, more guns. Gun manufacturers are paying the NRA to push people to buy more guns to keep these gun manufacturers in business. Once again, that's why I say they're, they're a scapegoat. The NRA is not a bunch of people supporting guns. It's because you can, you can support gun laws or support guns and not be... I have guns in my house. Guess who's not a member of the NRA? We've all owned weapons. None of us have registered or looked into being a part of the NRA. So it's... That's why I say it's, it's a fallacy. It's made up. I was joking about the Illuminati, but it's... It's I don't know anybody that owns a gun that's a part of the NRA, but it's so easy to hide behind that this mythical beast that's bigger than life because they don't have to answer to anybody. It's it's almost like being a privately owned company where you don't have to you don't have to answer to your shareholders. They basically do what they want to do based off of what the people who are funding them tell them to do. And then they hide behind the NRA and nobody wants to get on. Yeah, it, it, it all comes back to this because it's, it's so raw right now on us. And along those lines, I just want to say, like Byron said, have those conversations with your kids. Check on them, uh, especially if they're in late elementary, middle school, uh, maybe even high school. But if they've heard about this, have that conversation with them. Um, so that's really what I want to close out with. Talk to your kids make sure that they aren't scared. They aren't scared to go to school. They understand what it is. They're okay. Um, Cause you got to have those conversations. I think a lot of times we try to take that on as parents and put it on our shoulders and we try to make the decisions and, and forget to actually talk to the kid and see where their head is. Are they okay with it? I had a conversation with Sophie when I found out about it and she was like, why would the guy do that? That's so sad. Um, you know, she was asking me how many boys and how many girls. And I was like, what, what's that matter? And she's, I was like, would you be, you know, care more if it was more girls or something? She's like, no, I just want to know. I want to investigate uh, what happened. Um, so Sophie is like, we're having conversations about what happened. 
Uh, and, and so whether she's safe at school and feel safe and everything. And so have those conversations with the kids, make sure that they can express themselves uh, and, and are still comfortable going to school and they're not being, they don't have anxiety walking into that school. Well, we've been talking about this and guns for the longest, pretty much the whole show. And I don't want to make light of this. We've been talking about the recent shooting and we, what, Less than two weeks ago, we had we kind of mentioned it during the show. We had 10 individuals who were gunned down at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. My heart goes out to to them as well. It's it was just. Neither one is greater than the other. It's it's sad. It's deplorable. It just makes you feel unsafe. I. I don't know what to say. You know, I, all I can say, and this is not victim blaming. This is not anything. It's just be vigilant, be aware of your surroundings, hug your hug your hug your loved ones every time they go out. Because the world we live in, you just never know. I mean, no one's safe. This might be the only time you'll ever hear me say this, and I'm scared to say this. All lives matter. Like it's it's um, there was a shooting in a what a Asian church a few weeks ago as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and I don't want to, you know, just talk about the black people and the kids. It's just sad. It has to stop. This is just ridiculous. Let's just take a second and recap. They were in a church. They got shot down, shot supermarket someplace everybody goes they got shot a school somebody got shot i mean we're we're probably a week away or two weeks away from the next police shooting i mean this is just it's sad people so be vigilant be careful love love on your loved ones and hope to see everybody or talk to everybody next week be safe Three Brothers No Sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. See you next week.